What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I had to clear my throat there, so that was... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and we are back uh, after taking a week off. Mainly because I was sick for most of it. I kind of lost my voice there. And I thought it was just allergies, man. Like, it started, oh shoot, last, probably Tuesday. Like, you know, you get that, like, <clears throat> in your throat, and you're like, <clears throat> and you're trying to talk, but <clears throat> you just can't stop <clears throat> doing that little <clears throat> voice clear. Like, you know, you just got something just sitting there, like a piece of food or whatever. And then come Wednesday, the sore throat started. Or, like, it was part, like, sniffles, like that. Sorry. <laughs> and then the sore throat started. And so, like, all day Thursday, I was, like, downing, like, co- actually, no, Wednesday. So, like, okay, I'm a, I'm a day late in all this. So, it started Monday. And then Tuesday is when I had the runny nose. Wednesday, I still went to work, but I was, like, downing cough drops to kind of, like, keep my throat like from just killing me and then Thursday I just couldn't do it anymore on Thursday I ended up having to call in uh just I felt awful I like a headache and sinus pressure and my throat was still sore and went to the doctor and like ah it's just a bug we can give you a shot of steroids or you can just tough it out and I was like give me the roids bitch no <laughs> So after, you know, I went to my local gym to get shot up with steroids. No, wrong steroids. That was a different day. No. Um, so, yeah, now I'm feeling pretty good. But I still kind of have a nose and a throat. And I think this time it's just allergies because, yay, Texas weather. Get fucked. <laughs> my son's been feeling it, too. In fact, I think he's starting to get an actual cough from it. So maybe he caught my bug. But he just started coughing like two days ago. And... I've been sick for like a, or I got sick like a week ago. So maybe it's just a slow moving bug. I don't know. Anyway, that's where we've been this uh, past week. Really, I haven't been up to much. Uh, Just kind of been enjoying time with the family. But we have been uh, consuming some content for you guys. So we we can talk about that this week. Uh, Namely, I've been playing, among other things, I've been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom now that I've learned it's tears and not tears. Someone lied to me at the beginning of this whole game and I just, it, it didn't dawn on me until after like the third dragon tier that so without spoiling too much there are dragon tiers that you find throughout the map that give you the backstory of what's going on and how things came to be and it wasn't until the third one that it finally clicked it is Tears of the Kingdom. I guess it's because in the back of my mind, I was like, no, they told me it was Tears. Someone said Tears, and I'm going to believe them, and they would never lie to me. Why would this person do this? They did this. Why have you done this? <laughs> but, so yeah, after the third Dragon Tear, I finally, it dawned on me. And I've been, I've put in quite a bit of time to this game uh, that... I I am both proud and not proud of at the same time. Well, like, okay, I haven't put in 
that much time into the game. So, like, I'm proud of the amount of time I put in, and I'm not ashamed of the amount of time that I put in. Because there are some people that you see on TikTok and stuff, they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> the, the things that they have learned with this physics-based game, downright disgusting. They could be curing cancer. They could be finding cures for other uncurable diseases. They could be inventing the next, like, sublight space engine type shit. But no, they're making torture devices on Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's all getting fun. And so, yeah, that's really what I've been up to is playing that game. Um, what else, man? I do have some nifty nerd news and stuff, but I figured I'd just talk about some of the game stuff before we get into that, and then we'll talk about the uh, thing that I wanted to review for this week. And if you haven't been watching it over on Disney+, Plus, you really need to. It's Secret Invasion, Nick Fury's story. That's what it should say, but <laughs> it's a great, great show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was one of the ones I was definitely excited for coming out. Like All the Disney Plus shows have been great. And so I was even more excited for this one because it was going to focus back on Nick Fury. And so we'll get more into that later. But uh, one of the other games that I've been really picking up here lately is a game that's actually been out. And I feel like I've seen things for it on TikTok. It's like, you know, when you watch what are those TikToks where it's like a voiceover or like almost like a podcast. But then like the other half of the screen and this might just be on my for you for you page might not be on yours. As like a video game in the background and one of the games piqued my interest and then I saw it on Xbox Live Game Pass and it was called Trackmania and Trackmania from all looks of it is just a simple arcade racer game and then you start playing it and you realize this is the most insane racing game that I've ever played and not because it does crazy ass shit while you're racing it's because the tracks are manic <laughs> it is, like it's literally track mania with this game and it's a lot of fun and honestly i've kind of been taking breaks from tears of the kingdom to play track mania just to it's like a great way to just kind of unwind and it's one of those quick games uh, i'm doing the campaign mode and basically it's just time trials you're trying to beat a time and it's just you on a track, so you're not fighting against anyone else, which is great. And even with the multiplayer aspect of it, you're not bumping into anyone. It's all like you're racing against shadows, which is nice, and it's fun. And because, at, like, well, let me finish the campaign stuff. So, you know, it is just like a time travel, or time travel, a, uh, like a, a, a time trial run. And you're trying to beat the time, but the tracks are insane because they go up, down, they loop, they barrel roll, there's boosts, there's things that uh, make your cart like suck down to the road so you don't like go flying everywhere for certain parts of the, the track. It's, it's a blast. It is tough too because it's all about maintaining speed and any little mistake will cost you precious seconds. Like it is insane. Like I will be sitting there, I will be like flying through a track thinking I'm hitting everything just right, hitting all the turns just right. And then maybe I'll let off the, the gas a little bit to take a turn where I could have kept it going, like kept pedal to the metal or I hit the brake cause I freak out. And all of a sudden I just watch like the time, like the time trial shadow just like fly right by me. And it's, and it's that, like it's that, it's like it, this game is all about precision. It's all about 
just throwing your head against the wall until you do it exactly right. And it's so frustrating, but when you do win, when you do beat that time trial person, that time shadow, it feels so rewarding, man. And then you start to take your talents online because you're thinking, oh, yeah, I can fucking beat this guy. I can take on the world. No, no, you can't. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. So doing there's, there's two different types of multiplayer that I've played with this game. One of them is basically doing like the regular campaign mode, but now it's everybody. Actually, there's three types. I have played three types of, uh, of multiplayer matches with this. And so that one's, I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Everyone's going on the track. There's a time limit, and you're all trying to get the best time on the track. So whoever, you know, finishes in the top whatever by the, by the end of the time, I think you get like five minutes or something like that then, you know, you win, and you get points, and you can rank up and stuff like that, and it's really fun. <clears throat> There's this ranked version of the game where, I mean, I think it was just called ranked, but it was like 3v3, and depending on w what place you finished in gave your team points. So, you know, three versus three, first was like six points, and then it went five, four, three, two, one. Like, that's how it went. And that was a hell of a lot of fun because... You only get one shot, but there's like, it's like the first of five rounds wins, or first to win five rounds wins the match or whatever. And that was a blast because you get a warm up lap, which is like, you get like a minute and a half or two minutes to do a warm up lap so you can kind of figure out the course and like figure out how you want to attack it. And usually, or from my experience so far, it's been the courses that the campaign's on. So if you've done the campaign, You've probably spent more than enough time on these courses, but they give you a warm-up lap, then you hit the track, and your time, well, you're not, well, I mean your time, but it's more about what place you finish. So even if you do make a mistake, chances are at least someone from the other team has made a mistake as well. So you can you need to keep on it so that way you'll still get points. So that was that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that because it felt a little more forgiving. <laughs> Like, I can make an error and still not be last place because at least three other guys made that same error or completely just did not finish because they, like, there are parts in these tracks where if you mess up that bad, you're not finishing this race because there's no way up or, like, there's no way to get back to where you're trying to get to, which, you know, is pretty fun. The last game type that I played, though, was a Battle Royale-style race in that... There are five sections that you have to complete a section at a time. You're on teams, like three cars to a team, and there's like 20 teams. So there's a whole bunch of shadows, and it gets really confusing at first. Luckily, they dim out really quickly, and so <clears throat> excuse me. So it's kind of easier to get your bearings, but these tracks are not about speed. They're not about flying through and getting the fastest time. Now, you want to get through quickly because that helps your team the more stages you get through the more points your team earns and you have a certain amount of time to try to finish so yeah you want to get through quickly but speed is not the key on these tracks from what i've learned these tracks are made to be the most difficult traversing things and i'm talking about like just tapping the pedal to like ease your way around sharp turns uh, trying to make little stupid jumps and shit like that. These people, like one track 
was literally like a corkscrew, tiny, like maybe two two widths of the car. And you're corkscrewing going up and up and up. And then you get to one spot where you had to hit the gas because you had to jump onto the next platform, which was insane. But, like, fun as hell, too. There's, like, pipes that you have to drive across. And there's boosts. There's loops. There's all kinds of stuff. And the tracks get so convoluted and so dizzying that there's sometimes you just lose track of where you're supposed to go. And that's where the shadows come in. So, like, there are people who ace this thing and know what the hell they're doing and so using the shadows to help you find your line and help you get through things is one of the biggest benefits of this game and if it did not have that feature i don't know if i would have <clears throat> as much fun with it as i do um but it, it's been a blast man <clears throat> doing the time trial is fun for <laughs> a little bit then it gets very frustrating and then you just do it right are like you figure out the line and you hit it and things go well and when you're hitting speed and you're flying around turns at the right like momentum it feels good it feels like you're you're a pro it feels like you know the the dude perfect guys on youtube when they make an incredible shot for the first time or it looks like the first time that's what it feels like when you do it right on the track and so i i've been having a blast with it honestly the, and then the last game that I've been playing here recently is I decided to pick up uh, Battlefield 2042 again, or whatever the newest Battlefield is. I had, remember playing it when it initially came out, and I hated it. It was buggy, glitchy, wasn't that at all interesting. It didn't feel as intuitive as all the other Battlefield games. So I went back to Battlefield 4, which is hands down my favorite one. And actually, it was today that I started playing for whatever reason, I looked at it. I looked at it yesterday, decided to download it. I said, why not? It's been a while. It's still kind of free to play as long as you have Game Pass. And I had an absolute blast today. I played it for about two hours, and I was playing as a support character with a med pack and defibrillator. But instead of running with an assault rifle, I, I ran with a marksman rifle. So not a sniper rifle but a semi-automatic rifle, a little bit more power, like they're more powerful than assault rifles, but it's semi-automatic, which, you know, I like those style of guns. Uh, it's kind of my favorite because I feel like I have way more control over the shots and everything. And I was wrecking. <laughs> I was doing great. I was healing people. There was also another um, ability I had where I could lay down like a, uh, a, a shield, not not like a shield, but like a lay down, not a lay down. I could deploy cover. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. And so being able to deploy cover that I could get behind and I could pop up and pick off targets that way. And I could see them through the cover too, which was really nice. That was a hell of a lot of fun, man. And the game felt way more satisfying this time around. Attachments, either I had the a better hang of how the attachments worked up out now or they fix something with it i can't remember but changing my loadout changing my attachments having the different classes it just it felt better it felt more intuitive and i really enjoyed the game i really enjoyed the maps i did some 64 people maps and i did some 132 i think was the next one uh next size up or something like that i can't remember uh, but it was a blast. I had fun. Vehicles were great. I stayed out of a helicopter 
because that was the one thing I remember from the first time I played through is getting in a helicopter was instant death because everyone carries fucking javelins. Everyone carries some type of RPG and helicopters are not safe. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Uh, after this, we'll take a short break and then we will get into the Nifty Nerd News. Alright guys, welcome back to the Nifty Nerd News portion of the podcast. I realized I spent a lot of time on the intro, <laughs> so I'll try to make this part short. We won't, uh, you know, I won't dilly-dally too long, because I still want to talk about Secret Invasion. And so I know I'll spend a couple minutes on that. Up first in the Nifty Nerd News, man, comes from the Spider-Verse movie. Um, if you have seen the movie already, interesting enough... It might not be the exact same version that someone else has seen in a different movie theater. Uh, Sony has confirmed that there are actually at least two different versions of the Spider-Verse movie. And I don't know why. Uh, and I haven't really looked too hard into it, but I know it's been confirmed. Like, there's a certain scene where I can't remember who the characters are. I think it's it has... Uh, Spider-Man 2099 and Miguel O'Hara who is that character Spider-Man 2099 I believe it's something with his AI and it responds differently in different versions of the film now I to my knowledge no one else has come out to say that there are other differences in the movies but that's like the main uh, difference between these two versions are there other versions out there? I don't know. So far, only two versions have been confirmed. And it's been confirmed by Sony, which is kind of interesting, but also kind of weird. But I don't know if it's the only time a movie has done that. In fact, I think movies have done that like here recently where like different versions have come out regionally or something. And I don't know if it's a plot to make more money or like a scheme or whatever, but kind of interesting and but like with a movie like spider-verse which is a multiverse and deals with like like the same things but different it's kind of funny to do a same scene but kind of different in like the same movie that you're putting out because it kind of like plays on the multiverse idea in a way i don't know it's kind of interesting i thought it was kind of funny um speaking of no we'll save that one for secret invasion because i think it rolls better with that but speaking of multi multiverse stuff, uh, rumors about Deadpool 3 have been coming out and rumored castings. And now it looks like we have an actual confirmed casting of uh, Jennifer Gardner uh, reprising her role as Elektra, which goes along with the rumor that Ben Affleck is joining the film to uh, reprise his role as Daredevil. And it looks like the, the new Deadpool movie is going to be playing with some multiverse stuff now at the end of deadpool 2 when he does like weird time travel shit he kind of loosely plays with multiverse stuff while doing that like there's a scene where he goes back to like the old x-men origins movie where his first appearance like deadpool's first appearance shows up and it's that crazy no mouth having deadpool tattoo freak version of him and what it's also like the actual Ryan Reynolds about to say yes to the Green Lantern script version of him. Like, so 
Like, he kind of fourth wall played with it. Maybe that's what they're doing this time around, where he's going to do, like, at the end, do a bunch of jumps to, like, through these old X-Men or Fox uh, Marvel titles or something. Well, was Daredevil a Fox thing, or was that? I don't remember, but I don't know. So rumors have been coming out about the Deadpool 3 stuff, and it looks like it's going to play with the multiverse uh, or at least that's what people are gathering from everything that's happening. But it could be like that. It could be like, not a post-credit, but like an end of the movie. Like, hey, let's have a fun jump through multiverse or time shit and fix something or quote-unquote fix some things with it. So who knows? That could be what's happening. Uh, what's also rumored to be happening from uh, James Gunn himself, or let's say he is not, it's not rumor that's going to happen, but he has confirmed that it's been talked about is doing a legendary Star-Lord solo movie. So we've had the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I haven't seen the third one. I don't, is it out? It's out, right? I can't remember. I wait till things come out on Disney Plus. So, so things have transpired. I have kept pretty out of the know and like spoiler free from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I'm happy about. It is out because I have at least heard some things. Like, I know it focuses a lot more on Rocket Raccoon and, and like that, but I don't know how it ends. I don't know who dies, who lives, or anything like that. But I can only assume, based on what James Gunn has released, is that Star-Lord makes it to the end because he might... It's rumored, or, like, it's been talked about from James Gunn himself that they might do a solo Star-Lord movie, which could be interesting. Like, what what would they... I feel like we've kind of talked about that character, you know? We've had movies about him. Like, the first one, which is kind of the introduction of all the Guardians and the team getting together. But, you know, Star-Lord's clearly, in my opinion, like, the main driving force behind that. And then in the second movie, even more so, because it focuses on his lineage, you know, Ego and his mom and that storyline so you know i feel like we've explored a lot of what we need to you need to explore with star lord so where do you go next with a solo movie you know that that's the question for me like where 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 does this go like what is the purpose of this and where does it lead now i mean not that like every movie has to have a super purpose because they're movies right they're supposed to be fun and entertaining but with Marvel and what they keep trying to build, like, you, you, what is the purpose, you know? Because, like, what is this building to? But and then, you know, is that our own fault? Because we've been conditioned to believe that, you know, with, like, the first iteration of Marvel and leading up to... Um, leading up to uh, Infinity War and Endgame... Like, we've been conditioned that every movie has to have a purpose and it leads towards a story, like a, a final, an end point. And so maybe that's why, you know, people have been kind of upset with, like, the new phases of some of this stuff. Because, like, and that, like, that's a concern that I've seen or, like, a critique that I've seen of some of this is, like, well, what was the purpose? Like, what, like, how does this tie into the big thing? But we forget movies don't have to like if it's just a movie just let it be a movie but because it's a marvel movie we think it has to tie into something bigger and better and that's not always the case and so i don't know like 
is that Marvel's fault? Is that our own fault? Like, are we just like, just enjoy the movies, people. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to get at. Anyway, yeah, Chris Pat, Chris Pratt could be coming back in a solo movie, which leads me to believe he does not die in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Well, even though the trailers kind of try to hint that that might be the case, but it looks like that's not. So I guess I did get spoiled a little bit on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Boo-hoo for me. Um, that's pretty much it, man. The only other news that I talk about it has to deal with a car. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. So it's funny because this came up because I was in Houston two weekends ago, I think it was. Yeah, two weekends ago. And I saw some people dressed up in, like, anime stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, wait, maybe there's an anime convention. I turned to my wife because I was like, hey, we're really just kind of hanging out in Houston. What if we went to this convention? And I looked it up, and the only convention that I could find this week was, it was called H-Town Con. H-Town Con is what it was called. And it was actually being put on by the creators from Alamo City Con. And Alamo City is a convention that I've been to a few times, I think twice, uh, that I can recall. And I've, I've went there as press with my podcast for one year, and I think the other year... Uh, I just went as a guest because I wasn't all prepared for it. I didn't realize it was happening. We just happened to be in San Antonio when it was going on. But um, I thought it was kind of strange because I didn't, I hadn't heard anything about H-Town Con. And there was really nothing being talked about on it. And so I thought this was really strange and this was really weird. And then when I went to the website, it was even weirder because the dates were for October and not for that weekend. But the first post that I saw on it was for that weekend. And then it said it was being held in the Galleria, the mall in Houston, the Galleria Mall. But the main website at that point was saying it was being held at the NRG Center in October, but NRG didn't have it listed on their events page, so things weren't adding up. So there was a convention going on two weekends ago, one that's brand new. It was the first time it was coming to Houston, so it was like their first iteration, but I couldn't find any legit thing on it. But uh, for all my knowledge, you know, things with Alamo City Con is a very legit uh, convention, one that I've been to. And things then started getting weirder because then I pulled up an article from our, from Alamo City Con from 2019, and it looked like back then they owed the city of San Antonio over $100,000 for using the Alamo Dome for, I guess, like not just one year, but for like a couple of years. So it was like they weren't, or weren't able to pay back what they owed the city back in 2019. And then I started like, like thinking to myself, oh shit, they're trying to start this new con, this new convention, so because they can't do Alamo City convention anymore. And like, I was like, oh shit, like we've seen this before in Houston. We've seen, and I, I don't know how well people follow the convention scene in Houston, but we have had bogus cons try to start up and then like cheat out like either the celebrity guests and not pay them or cheat out people buying tickets early so we like us in houston 
we are very cautious when it comes to new conventions, you know, because we've been burned in the past, or at least I know I am. I'm very skeptical. I'm very like what's going on. And so H town con had my fucking blinders up or like my, not my blinders, but like I, I was, you know, I had my fists up, like I was ready because I was about to fight from what it seems from so I can't find any other news article between 2019 and now that says Alamo City still owes money to San Antonio or that they've paid it off or anything. So I don't know where they are at as far as how much they owe the city of San Antonio. But they did put out on their Facebook page that they had to change the dates for the convention but it looks like the ticket sale site that they were using didn't get updated. So the ticket sale site was still selling tickets for two weekends ago for the convention, which people were buying. And from what it looks like when I was walking around Houston, were planning on showing up to that convention. They said they're still honoring those tickets, but they will give you your money back if you send an email like and like your confirmation number so that they can confirm the tickets that you purchased and they will repay those tickets if you want the money back or you can hold on to those tickets and they will be um, accepted at the October date so it looks like so far everything's above board and they're handling the situation it sucks that the situation came to light anyway, like that they weren't didn't have the wherewithal to change the ticket site. But uh, it looks like things are above board, and which was my first instinct anyway, because I was like, I don't believe Alamo City Con is that type of convention. You know, there, it's like one of the few not corporate-owned conventions. Like it's owned by like and run by like legit just a few people you know it's not a corporate thing it's not on any kind of like main um circuit of conventions you know they're a solo run show that that's all they do is the san antonio one you know so it's kind of like comic palooza comic palooza is the only one in its circuit that's not a bunch of comic paloozas all over you know it's not like uh what is it wizard con or like the wizard world con or i don't know what any other ones are but there are some other ones out there but so you know it's one that i'm rooting for and so that when this popped up and it looked like oh this might be a fake convention it was concerning because like, i was like no this is something i trust and something i loved and why how has it fallen so low and then i found the article about them like owing the city of uh, san antonio this x amount of money i was like no <laughs> so it looks like things are above board it looks like they're trying to get the problem fixed and that they're honoring tickets if you don't want to get your money back and just keep the ticket, they're going to honor them in October when they go to the NRG Center. But you can get your money back if you want to. So this looks like a convention I want to shoot for uh, to try to go to uh, in October. So I'm probably going to send out a, a, a an application for a press pass. And we'll see how it goes, man. Because uh, my, re my recollection of the... Alamo City Con was it was a blast to go to um, they did they did a really good job and there was a, a lot of good guests there so hopefully they keep it up coming out uh, this year later in October that being said man let's move on to uh, what I wanted to review for you guys for this week 
All right, all right. We're back for the review portion of the podcast, which this shouldn't take too long because we've kind of talked a little bit about Secret Invasion before. Disney Plus show focuses around Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson's character in the Marvel Universe. And we are, I am now three episodes in, so I'm going to try my best to avoid spoilers but i can't always guarantee i might not accidentally so we'll just put a caution here there might be light spoilers moving ahead um but i have to say right now i am enjoying the hell out of this show uh getting to see samuel L. jackson act and where the character of nick fury is at is really interesting to me you know um i like i said like one of my favorite marvel movies is the winter soldier and because it for the most part brings back from like the big super powered like cgi fights and it gets it down and dirty to like more a more tactile more like a world that you can reach out and touch currently you know and while, yes, there's an aspect of Secret Invasion, like the alien aspect of it all, that is like, okay, yeah, that's a little, you know, really sci-fi for me. It's still a very spy-slash-espionage-type thriller, much like that of the Winter Soldier and the Hydra stuff, because... Like, without spoiling things too much, scrolls have integrated and invaded the human race and have reached positions of power in surprising ways, or like surprising positions of power. And so it's now Nick Fury trying to prevent them from accomplishing what they want to accomplish. When it looks like, from all intents and purposes, they have reached that goal anyway. Like, it looks like there's almost nothing that he can do. But he's working on trying to stop them from, I guess, essentially starting World War III. And so, I like it. It's interesting. It leads you to, like, who can you honestly trust and who is actually a shape-shifting alien in disguise and who's really who they say they are. But then even then, who amongst the people you thought you can trust are still, like, trustworthy? Because Nick Fury, if as you learn through the series, and this, okay, this is a light spoiler, so I'll warn you here. But through the series, you learn Nick Fury didn't necessarily accomplish everything solo. He had help. He had a secret spy network. It was the scrolls. He was using scrolls to be his personal spy network that helped advance his career exponentially, very fast. And so you learn about that. You learn about the struggles that caused and the stresses that put on friendly scrolls and what may have, like, what possibly led to where we're at now. You know, um, obviously the events that happen in with Thanos and the snap and Nick Fury disappearing for five years, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched infinity war and Endgame, and then him coming back and not being the same person who he was not physically, but emotionally and thought like 
in his mind psychologically not the same person he was before the this blip or whatever whatever you want to call it the snap the blip being the five year absence and so it's interesting you know it 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 addresses everything that's come before it and i like where it possibly could lead have we had any significant scroll reveals yet like with main marvel characters and stuff no are we getting teased on that maybe yes something happens at the end of episode three that based on the conversations that have been going on and what you know this story is laying out it appears that a character might possibly be a scroll or working with the scrolls and not the good scrolls, the bad scrolls. So I'm worried. <laughs> I'm, I'm not excited, but we'll see, you know, like it depends. And I forget, I think it's going to be a six episode series. I can't remember. So third episode, we're halfway there or maybe it's eight. I don't know for sure, but I'm loving every moment of this guys. Like I can't tell you, like, I mean, I can. I can tell you to the fucking end of time, but I, it is hard to explain how much I'm really enjoying this. As far as Disney Plus shows go, as far as suspense and stuff, this is probably the top one. I still think Miss Marvel is my favorite, but that's because she's my favorite character, so I'm very biased on that. Plus, Miss Marvel was a lot of fun. It was just a fun series and I enjoyed that about it. This is definitely a very different series than Miss Marvel. So it's hard to really compare the two. You're, it's like you're comparing apples to oranges, right? But as far as like the more thriller and serious versions of the Disney Plus shows, I this is at my top, man. I would put this like this is the Andor of the Marvel Universe where Andor is like that great thriller star wars show secret invasion is that the like to the marvel universe am i saying they're the same show or anything no i'm not saying that like once again comparing apples to oranges there but as far as like what they represent in their respected universes these are the same these are the that type of show in their respective universes man so if you're not watching Secret Invasion, you need to because it's that fucking good and that's it's that enjoyable. And I think if you liked uh, the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, you're going to love this because it's almost more the same, but on a whole different level, on a whole new level. And it explores it in a different way, which is really interesting. And I like that. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to give away too much, man. So we'll just keep it at that. I really enjoy it. Hopefully you guys enjoy it too. If you check it out, uh, like I said, currently there are three episodes in. I think the fourth episode comes out next week, so I'll definitely be watching it next week. And that's it for this week, man. Thanks for enjoying the show. Thanks for sitting through here. If you like the podcast and you want to tell me or you want to just share it on any social media, you can find everything at Bryfi Podcast. That's B-R-Y. FY podcast. You can even now find me on the new app called Threads, which is the Instagram version of Twitter. I'm over there at BriFi Podcast as well. So be sure to go follow me on that and enjoy 
all that great stuff. Um, and then if that's if you just want more content, if you want to see more, you can always go to the my YouTube channel. I post highlights of gaming videos over there. Speaking of the highlights, if you want to watch me game in real time, you can follow me over on twitch.tv slash the Bryfy. Uh, you know, the T-H-E Bryfy, B-R-Y-F-Y. And so you can go over there. I stream sporadically. There's no set schedule right now because I work a very sporadic work schedule. So it's hard to just say, hey, these are the days that I'm going to stream because of just how life is sometimes. I, I And I don't make money streaming. So I can't just like, oh, quit my job so I can stream and have like dedicated stream days and stuff like that. No, that's not how that works. So you got to pay attention to Twitter or, well, I, I still have a Twitter too, but you got to pay attention to all my social media links because I try to post on there when I'm going to be doing game streams. And then if you miss them, Head over to YouTube because I'll try to post videos of the streams that I did over there. And maybe I'll start, I don't know, we'll see, just posting like full stream videos on YouTube. So if you want to watch the stream and it's not on Twitch anymore to, for you to watch, because Twitch will hold on to past streams for, for a few days. But maybe I'll start saving those and putting those on YouTube so they're always there and you can always see them. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But that's it for the show, guys. We'll talk to you all next week. Bri-fi out.